Thank you so much, guys, for joining us here for another week of LEAD. We are currently going through a series called The Elephant in the Room. And this week, we're going to be talking about all about sexuality. But right now, we're just going to go before the Lord in prayer. And then we're just going to jump right in. Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you that you are here and that we can trust you, God. And we thank you that as we dive into a topic that we would really take this seriously because this is a gift from you, God. And we thank you that, um, that you've created us with a, a mind of you, God. So I pray um, for even this topic that it would not lead to any sort of temptation, Lord, but there would be um, just revelation. So Father, we thank you. We love you for, for who you are. And um, we just honor you tonight, even in our words, God. In your precious name we pray, amen. So the last few weeks, like I said, we've been hitting up on these topics. I'm super pumped about this. I'm a huge advocate for purity. Um, it's my heart. I love it. But also next week, I want to invite you out if you're listening to the podcast in this next week. Next Wednesday, we are going to have a smaller panel, which is going to be fire. I'm super duper excited. Um, the guests are Dr. Rich Hoffman from Christian Counseling Associates. Um, they'll introduce themselves uh, next week. I'm a little by all of everyone on this panel, um, just because they've spoken into me. The next person is Dr. Jamie King. Um, she also has her own practice in Greensburg. She's also a life coach. She does all these great things. The next one on the panel is our Nick Wiskowitz, who's currently on the panel now. Um, he has been in clinical counseling and all those great things. And then myself, uh, currently with Christian Counseling Associates. Um, so it's going to be a powerhouse of a time. Um, there here is resources. So. The great thing is, if you are struggling, we're going to connect you. We're not going to leave you to where it's like, oh, we'll figure it out. The whole reason for these topics is so we can be real. I mean, if we're not real in the church, where can we be real? So we are going to be talking about sexuality today. We are not coming against if I, I want to hear my heart with this. When we talk about this, it's not coming against you if you had sex already or currently sexually active. We want to bring forth the truth. Our job is to bring truth to help you in whatever that looks like. Uh, according to the Waiting Till Marriage, it's an organization that supports abstinence. Around 3% of the United States population waits until they are married to have sex. According to Psychology Today, a magazine which I read, and actually they have legit psychologists, therapists, counselors, they, uh, trusted psychologists and doctors, wrote a study, they did a study, and they said, if one is, if you wait until marriage to have sex, it will be the best sex you ever had, and your marriage will sustain. And that's from Psychology Today, and if you're like, I don't believe you. I got the link. We could throw it in there. Professor Dean Busby from Brigham Young University had studied 2,035 married people ranging in age 19 to, 19 to 71, married from less than six months to more than 20 years. Dr. Busby claimed not that not only did the couples who waited until after marriage to have sex rate, their sex life was better, they reported that their marriage were more stable and satisfying and their communication was better than couples who had not waited. So the questions we want to ask you tonight, why does God, what, does he, what does God say about sex? Why should I wait to have sex for marriage? And why can't I watch porn? So those are the things that I know for me that has come up quite often working in student ministries and now in young adults. And so I'm going to open the floor to anybody who would like to share and go. Oh, nobody? <laughs> and silence. All right, Cassie, go ahead. Ask if you have a question. Go ahead and ask. In all honesty, 
after marriage because you never know what's going to happen in the future. Like, it's like, you ever watch, like, in the show called Teen Mom, like, how they get, like, pregnant young and, like, they, it, like, never works out or, like, like, they get married young and then forced young. Like, because it's like you never know what's going to happen in the future. Like, some people change, some people, like, stick it out. Yeah. And... Anybody else in piano wise? Anybody have anything to share? Along those lines, um, I was, when we were discussing what we were going to be talking about this week, last week, uh, scripture came to mind, and that was um, so Song of Solomon. And, oh, okay, it comes up three different times in Song of Solomon. It says, don't excite love, don't stir it up until the time is ripe and you're ready. Yeah. Now, it says it three different times because it's stating how important it is. And when it's saying that you're ready and you're ripe, that doesn't mean when you think you're ready or when you think that you are, you know, ready for it. It's, are you mature enough? Uh, one thing that I read was it likens it to a vineyard, and in the old and in the biblical times, vineyard, you know, was real important. They put you know fence around it or a wall around it to protect it from predators, to protect it from um, being trampled down, being protected from people coming and stealing it because maybe you know they had wine and they didn't want your wine, you know, to prosper, and um, and you need to protect your body. You need to protect it from um, the elements out there that, or the, or Satan really out there who wants to kill, rob, and destroy the promise that God has for you of having a fulfilled sex life with your spouse. And if you don't do that, then, you know, that can be, you know, all of what Cassie was talking about. Um, but you know, you need to protect yourself and it's, and it's about maturing also of your mind and your body. Also, it's not just, you know, an emotion. It's not just passion. It's, are you ready for this? Are you ready for the long haul of it? Yeah. Yeah, Shane. Getting back, what's your name? My name's Cassie. Cassie. Yeah, I'm Shane, by the way. Getting back to what she said, um, I can relate to the situation because it happened to me. I'm adopted. And my biological parents weren't really the best, and they separated whenever I was a baby. So it can, it can, and it, and it can affect the mental health of a, of a baby at a young age. You're right. No, it's true. Yeah. Anybody else wants to Okay, Crystal. Um, on the spiritual aspect of it, um, there was a Bible study that I joined uh, with uh, Robert Morris. And he talked about soul ties and how when you join in sexual relations with someone, you automatically have a soul tie with them. And that is meant for the one person that you live with for the rest of your life. And when you enter that before marriage, there, like when you have sex before marriage, there is a sneakiness and a line that you have to do in order to do that to cover up a lot of times, which then causes a spiritual and mental appetite for sneaking around and um, for lying and stuff like that. 
which can even when you get married, even if you marry that person, you still have that appetite once you're married from sneaking around and lying about like that, that can actually spiritually and mentally like and in all other ways uh, affect your marriage in a very deep, deep, painful way that like only God can change it. Yeah. You know, it's so important, though. Like, that's awesome. It starts in dating. Um, I remember last year when we did the Battle of Sexes, and Aaron said he took, he already knew taking sex off the table was like, we're not having sex. So that took that pressure off. And so even now, our boundaries, we literally don't hang out past 10 o'clock, like one-on-one. And and we kind of, it's, 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 Cool, but people are like, you guys are grown-ups. It's like, yeah, but one thing, I this is important, ladies. Make sure you're praying for a godly man who will protect your purity. So I never have to worry about what's going to happen. And the great thing is, because Aaron is hearing things after the, after the Lord, I don't have to worry. And vice versa, men... Pray for your wives. Pray for your future spouses. That's just as huge. Um, Lisa Bevere did this series a couple of years ago, and we did it with the girls. Um, kiss the girls. No, is that? Yeah. Linus. What was it? Linus rising. Linus. We did that. No, but like when you guys were, and we did a couple of years ago when a lot of you were in youth group. Kiss the girls and made them cry, and. It said that um, the the what Lisa Rivera's son was like, look at her eyes, and she was talking. He was talking about the Cosmo like the Cosmo magazine. Look at her eyes. She wants to eat me, and it was just like, oh, he was like nine. And then she's trying to explain all this, and it made you think. It's like how we dress is important. Like cover up, cover like we don't want to be a stumbling block. Like that is so huge. Now am I saying like, oh, you're dressed a certain way? She deserves whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that at all. But how do we, modesty is hottesty, is the best way to describe it. Because you don't want, it's just, it's just honoring yourself before the Lord and before others. So, anybody in the panel? Anything? Go ahead, bro. I'm trying to be fun. All right. Um, <laughs> just to try to pull it back to just scripturally, like, so... The context of marriage, so I'm sorry, marriage, sexuality, sex, um, is for the context of marriage, right? I think we all agree on that. So if you look at the Bible, where, where does that concept come from? Well, if you go back to the garden and you look at when Lord creates mankind, the first perfect where he speaks and he says, um, he creates mankind and it says, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So original design is that he creates mankind to be fruitful and multiply. Right? So mankind, fruitful and multiply. We're going to subdue the earth. You're going to see the righteousness of God expanded over creation. All right. Well, Rob, I don't see anything in here about marriage. Well, if you go to the next chapter... Another thing that he's, that the Lord speaks, um, oh, sorry, it's Adam actually speaking, and he's giving the prophetic word, and he's saying, this is now bone of my bones, speaking about his wife Eve. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. 
That is why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united to his wife and they become one flesh. So it's in the context of marriage that the intimacy of sex takes place with the purpose of, yes, there's that intimacy, yes, there's that relationship, but by created design, they will become one flesh in the moment, but also one flesh in reproduction that allows the Lord's purposes to take place as we see the kingdom expanded throughout the earth. So. All right. Everyone's being all polite. You guys just like waiting to share stuff or sitting on stuff. First of all, I want to encourage everyone. We were talking on the way up here. Like, you know, I grew up in a church in which um, this stuff was never talked about. And by the time I was in middle school, had an addiction to pornography and everyone at the lunch table in middle school is like giving my sexual education. And that was the time when the internet actually came out. And so like nobody, nobody had any clue that that stuff was so accessible. Um, But I think what's extremely important is that you guys feel open to just say, all right, I know it's wrong, but I hear this excuse why is that, you know, why is that not true or why is that a lie? So I want to encourage everyone before I even share anything to do that Um, because I knew it was wrong my whole life, but ultimately I still ended up doing it, okay, still ended up sinning. Um, And I think that's because we don't hear enough about how awesome sex can be when it's blessed by God. Okay. Like anyone ever experienced the anointing of God? Okay. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon you when you walk in purity and in honor of him. So it says the pure in heart shall see God, right, babe? All right. So if you're not pure, you're not going to experience God. And therefore, if you're not experiencing God in regular life, you're not going to experience him in sex. And then you're not going to value it in the way that God did. And God created sex, so he says, this is, I created all this, and I said, it is good. It's very good, in fact. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who, who knows the order of how things are supposed to be. And what, what I would love to see in the body of Christ is more and more people who wait their entire lives to lose their virginity on their wedding night and then come up and testify, did it, it was awesome, worth it and y'all need to wait because all my friends who didn't they're having emotional sexual spiritual issues that are deeply rooted in having sex outside of covenant Mm -hmm. but i waited and every time that i have sex with my spouse we get closer and closer and closer and closer and i get to experience Da, 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 supernatural experience. So I, th- I think that that's, if I could say one thing, like you guys walk in a supernatural life with Jesus. So life is always better. Yeah. And sex is no different. Like people who do it outside of covenant, they don't have the anointing in the bedroom. And, and you don't like, and if you're struggling with that right now in a relationship, like you no, you're good. You can have that right now. Like, in whatever relationship that say you're praying for your spouse and uh, the man or the woman show up, make that decision that we're not having sex. 
Like right out the gate, it's not happening. And it's gonna be worth it. Will the temptation be there? Oh my gosh, yes. And it's like, because, Pastor Tom said this to me, and it's so funny because he has these like random like pastor dad talks. And um, in, in dating and just life, he said, Sheena, the way to a man's heart is not just through his stomach. And I'm like, that's real awkward. But then it clicked. It's like, you're right. And so even that thing, that's, that's, <laughs> that sexual attraction is there, but putting a safeguard, keeping yourself accountable. My girl Kelly, in past relationships, she'd be like, Sheena, don't go to the parking lots. <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> But I would make out in the parking lot and not make toys. It's like, what do you think is going to happen in the parking lot? When you go to a movie theater, you sit in the middle of the movie theater, not in the corners. First of all, the so corners are gross. The truth, no, you're right. As teenagers, when you're going on a date, you hide in the corner. Come on. You want to make sure that you're, if you're out on a date with someone, dating, you want to be visible. Yeah. You don't put yourself in those situations where you're invisible because that's where your temptation and your desires are going to want to try to take over. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for being real, Nick. Yeah, and I wanted to add that because I was talking about like waiting till marriage. Like, like I said, I was addicted to porn, and in our relationship, we were not perfect. And so, like, that I th- I think I want to just share that because it's very easy to say, oh well, you guys must have done this and never made mistakes. No, in fact, we've we've leaned heavily on the redeeming grace of God, mm-hmm. and everyone messes up, everyone sins and falls short of the glory of God. So if you say have lost your virginity or even you're in the midst of some unhealthy sexuality like you're not too far for jesus and you're not here by mistake like god wants to take that and just bring his love and his his joy and his his blessing into it yeah well at the beginning of our marriage i carried a lot of that into our marriage at the beginning when i met my wife and i i had i got like i said before i had that Pornography was the thing in my life that I was introduced to under, through magazines. That's what we had back then. It was all these videotapes and magazines. Yeah. But it was like that part of your life, I mean, if you don't deal with it, I mean, I was hiding it from everyone, and I was very good at it. You get very good at high, trying to hide that. But, it, but the thing is, is that when you're involved with someone that actually understands and is praying and is and a believer, you can't hide anything. Anything that is from the devil, you're not going to be able to hide because it's going to be found out because she, she knew everything that was going on in my life, and I didn't even have to say anything. I mean, I did everything I could to hide it, but you're not going to, you can't, you just can't do that. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's defiling to what, to our, to our God and to myself. I'm defiling myself by doing that stuff. And so it was defiling our marriage because I brought it into our marriage. And until I gave that part of my life up and came back to Christ and knew that need, didn't need to be a part of my life, I mean, it, it, was, it was invigorating to see how our marriage has turned and blossomed into a better marriage because, I mean, you bring insecurity, jealousy, you bring intimidation, so many things into your marriage that shouldn't be there that I put on, you put on your spouse, I put that on to her, that, that was never called for in marriage. Going back to the soul ties, um, for anyone who might have had sex or gone in any, I mean, intercourse is not just, if it's okay, I can say that, is not the only sex that we talk about. And so, therefore, you know, if you have done any of that, 
and you have a soul tie, that can be broken in Jesus' name. And you can stop doing it, and you can ask for forgiveness, and God will forgive you, and he'll make you still white as snow, as if you were a virgin. And that is a blessing coming into it, because, you know, I'm going to say it, my husband and I had sex before we got married, and we were pregnant before we got married, And that carries over sometimes also into your relationship with your child and something that you don't even realize. And, you know, we ended up telling Bradley, even though we were advised not to, but we had waited till he was older and there were some things that he was going through. And so we wanted to be open and honest. And, you know, there was one time where he was really upset and he's like, you guys only got married because you got pregnant with me. I said, no, that's not true. We loved each other. And God had us for each other. We just did not wait. We, you know, and we we tried to do all the right things. We tried to go out with friends all the time. We tried to, you know, be with his family all the time. But, you know, the foxes come in and, you know, they can. And if you, you can give into that. Um, But there's also hope. Yeah. And I want you guys to remember that there's hope, you know, that, God can make you what is known. It doesn't mean that, you know, going into a marriage that you're still going to lie, cheat, or and all that can be valid if you don't ask for forgiveness and you don't break that soul tie. I think one of the big things you do, you can't keep it, you have to talk it out. Yeah. You, you, you you find yourself trying, oh, I can, like you talk about doing the screen and stuff like that, like I can control it, I can yeah. control it. You can't, you have to speak it to someone. You have to find someone that you can sit down, a pastor, a confidant. You have to speak it out. If you don't speak it out, it's going to be much more of a hurdle to try and get over. It will. I mean, it will just constantly be there until you let it out. I mean, you have to speak it, speak it out. So just. Anyone else? And. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Now, so I just felt led. uh, Actually, like Nick and I were were talking on the way here. I was like, I just feel led to like give this, give an invitation to you guys. And like, obviously, you guys already know, and you started. Some of you feel comfortable, but to really um, encourage you guys to ask the hard questions and know that you're safe here and you're loved here and wherever you're at in this thing, whether you're like blazing purity trail like that's awesome and you should probably be up here speaking or like if you're struggling like whether it's like in a relationship whether it's masturbation whether it's you know whatever it is like ask the questions about it like we're here because we want you guys to draw this stuff out of us like you guys are in a different place in life than us and you know I know like you know before you're married, like it's it's you're in a fight. It's a beautiful fight, um, but it but it is you know it's a fight. Yeah. So um, you know, do you guys have questions about masturbation? Do you have questions about porn? Do you have questions about like even the <clears throat> the redemptive part of it? Um, I want to share something. But I'm gonna wait till the end. Does anybody have any any of the hard questions like that we can just talk about? <laughs> How about I'll give you a question that someone would probably ask. Why did they give us such a sexual drive when we were a young age? That's a good one. But hold that question. Did you, yeah, did you have a question? Um, how do you break a habit of doing this? And he's like, you, you 
You want? I would love to. Okay, cool. I'll, when he's done, when Nick's done talking, I'll talk from a female's perspective because no one ever wants to talk about addiction to porn as a woman. That's a great. That's a great question because I wish that someone told me yeah. how to, and I had to figure it out myself because I shared this story before that my youth leader, when I was like 14, was like, "Yeah, look at porn. That's normal. You can masturbate. You're not hurting anyone." But little did I know the addiction that started when I was eight years old and I saw porn on a television when I was a young kid with then wouldn't be broken off until February 14, 2007. And so that addiction, mind you, I was doing ministry, private school, all these things, and no one told me that it was wrong yeah. until my advisor was like, hey, we're getting ready for you to like kind of graduate and we're walking through life. And I was like, I think I'm addicted to porn. And she, she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I watch porn a lot and I don't know what to do. And so then she introduced me to two things, Triple X Church, which is a triple X church is a phenomenal website that actually has um, stories from actual people in, in the porn industry who was set free Come as on. Christians. And so this, um, I can remember a blog in particular I read a couple months ago because I like to keep up because I want to make sure, because the enemy knows the weakness because two years in a relationship, let me tell you something. It is difficult yeah. to stay pure. We have not had sex, but doesn't mean my mind doesn't wander. And so I have to keep that thought captive and give it back to the Lord. So triplexchurch.com and Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a phenomenal, phenomenal ministry that goes on all your technology and it will send emails to everything you visit. Can I tell you how awkward it is the last couple of weeks um, <laughs> as I've been preparing? And um, my accountability partner, I still have covenant eyes on all of my stuff. And she, she texts me, she's like, yeah, do, do we have a problem again? And I was like, no, dude, like it's for you. It's for young adults. She's like, I know, I'm just messing with you. But just checking because it was like, she was getting all these, what does God say about porn? Can I look at porn? And she's like, oh my God. So like she, yeah, she's like, she's like, she called me, she's like, are, are you good? I'm like, no, I promise I'm good. Because it literally alerts her right away. Like I had to actually like disable. I'm like, hey, like, because I was wondering why it was kicking back. But I take it seriously. So how do you break that? Accountability right out the gate. Like right out the gate, you find someone that you're like, yo, I looked at porn again. Or I want to look at porn. And then you walk away from your tech, you have to. That's what I did. I was like, yo, I'm going to look. Bye. And it was wintertime in Nyack. And it was snowing. And your girl put shoes on at midnight and went for a walk. While my accountability partner met up with me, one of my accountability partners. And I was like, yo, I'm real struggling. She's like, yeah, we're going to be praying. And she prayed with me. And she's like, what about your husband? And I'm like, hmm, you're right. And when I watched the documentary in Triple X Church, it actually had women and men tell their story and these girls were crying because they're like, they were on drugs making these pornos. Like no one's showing up to your house with a pizza box and asking you to bang. And like, these are what they're saying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Cause I wasn't looking at it to, oh, I like porn. It was like, I wanted to feel love. And the root of my addiction of porn, all because I, my father was disconnected from my life. Mm. That was the route. After two years of counseling, when I was only supposed to have one semester turned into two years, and that was the route. So accountability and digging in the word. That's what helped me. 
Yeah, I'll second that and add some other stuff. So, the first, like, one of the first moments of breakthrough. See, I, I had the, what was it? I don't know if it was called, like, X-Porn or some type of blocker on a computer. And I go to my roommate, and, and I was like, all right, bro, I'm doing this. I'm going to give you my email, and it's going to tell you this. Well, like, a day later, I look at porn, and I he wasn't home. So I run over, and I get in his email, and I deleted the email. So, like, there's always a way around it. Like, there's always going to be a way around it, all right? And I used to have, like, on my computer this calendar, and I'd be like, all right, X, X. Like, I no, I had a cross for the days I did well, and then an X. And so, you know, I, I know that in the recovery environment, there's a ton of, like, hey, you got this much time, this much time, this much time. And I noticed that people will actually idolize that, mm-hmm. like their clean dates. And, and I'm not saying it's completely bad, but I'm saying that that, that almost emphasizes the weight is on you. Yep. All right? And I want to tell you, like, you cannot stop on your own power. No, you can't. And so that's step one with any recovery. So it, it, just like you said, it reached a point for me where I called my uncle and I was like, hey, so I think I'm a sex addict. And I'm like whispering it and he's like, okay, I think I might be too. And I'm like, wow. Well, I'll just say like, that feels good to know. Like I just could tell someone that. And I continued to struggle like so much. I mean, so much. The best way to describe it is this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you can't see this on the podcast. She walked to the back of the room. When you were literally like, you're in the middle of addiction and then you're like, okay, I'm not doing it. It's like, oh yeah, six months, no porn. Oh my God. Where did that come from? Yeah. Oh, because something popped up in my computer. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's okay. I'm not gonna look at it again. And then you're running another three weeks. And it's like, oh, and literally that's what it was. And it wasn't until, because that was on my own. It was literally on my own that I was like that. So you're running, you trip up, and then you fall over. And that's when you said, man, I have an addiction to sex. And I've never had sex in my entire life. I don't even know what sex is like. I've never, I've tried to push the envelope of how far is too far as in, okay, you can, nope, never mind. And so that was hard because it's like, how do you have this addiction but never have got sex? So it's it's just like a whole other world. Yeah, and so, and that's so awesome. So like, just encourage anyone who's, in that habitual cycle like this is a journey so you're in a process and whenever like whenever you're going after something in the spirit when you're trying to go whenever you're trying to grow the devil wants you to say oh like you screwed up once you suck you might as well just give up yeah but yeah yeah not all sex pure either. There's homosexuality, which is not For sure. For sure. And so this applies to any type of, of sexual sin. Like, whatever it might be, this isn't just masturbation or porn. Um, so that's a good point. But for me, I heard in Proverbs, it says, a wise man falls seven times. But I think he stands, what is it? I'm so sorry. What? I don't know the scripture. <laughs> I just remember what, yeah. it was a wise man falls seven times, or something like that, and he stands up eight. So... Why does he keep falling? That's what it was. Why does he keep falling? And the, the response is he keeps getting back up. Yeah, get it. And for me, I committed myself that I would never give up the battle. And eventually, like Sheena said, I kept digging into the word. Yeah. The Lord one day goes, hey, 
You ever notice when you listen to that music, you look at women sexually? You should delete all of that stuff. And I'm like, oh gosh, and I replaced it with sermons. Hey, you ever notice when you watch these movies, all of a sudden your imagination, that girl who is dressed scantily is like in your brain for the next three hours? Maybe you shouldn't watch that. So you, you remove that, but then you replace it with the word. You replace it with his presence. And all of a sudden, just like I said at the beginning, it wasn't even me who did it. Yeah. All of a sudden, in a, in a two-year span of pursuing Jesus, it fell off, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have those desires yeah. anymore. And then we get together, and I'm like, crap, I have these desires, and like, I slide back in because mm-hmm. I start spending less time with Jesus, and I'm like, well, I'm going to marry her anyways, and we're like, giving in because I thought that I could do it on my own again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I hope that helped. That's real life. Good. Can I just while, while we're just on the subject of pornography and the fact that like you need God's intervention in it? Yeah. Now, some of the guys in small group like they've heard like my testimony with it, and I'm really bad at giving the steps because <laughs> with me and like I told the guys, it, it was literally like. I, got, I started watching pornography, got addicted to pornography, and one day I was literally, I rededicated my life to the Lord, and it was like, a few weeks later, I just broke down in the shower crying. And I'm like, God, like, this isn't right, like, I can't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, he literally broke it off of me so right there. And the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. So yes. if you're here and you're struggling with yeah. pornography, or if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with pornography, the second part of this is he broke that off of me right there. Mm-hmm. It was two weeks later before I even realized that I wasn't watching porn anymore. Exactly. It's so freeing. Yeah. So and it was literally, but like, I wasn't keeping track. I wasn't, yeah. it, all of a sudden it was two weeks later. I'm like, oh wow, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> God, God, yeah, yeah absolutely. So God did it for me. He can do it for anyone else. So I just release that right now. That's so good. Good, Cassie. It's probably like loneliness, like, because mm-hmm. you don't really have anybody to talk to. When I was in a relationship, it was like, first two, three years, like, we had fun, like, you know, and I was happy and he was more into like, God and like, would sing these need to breathe songs like Christian songs to me and then once she like moved back home like it's like he had like this dark side to him like like this side of him like I don't really understand but it's like and when he told me about it it's like I used to think it was like a phase he went through and all that like you know, loneliness, like how we couldn't see each other. But after a while, it's like, why be in a relationship with somebody and like watch that stuff? Because it's like, like I said, it was like loneliness and distancing from like your faith in God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I couldn't like be in that, you know, relationship because then, you know, what would happen? Like, I would be miserable for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
Satan doesn't just come to rob, kill, and destroy us, but he also wants to rob, kill, and destroy our relationship with God and what it can be. Like God's love, if you've experienced God's love, it is boundless. It is so fulfilling. It is you know, everything that you could ever imagine. And Satan brings all this stuff in our lives, whether it's through computers, through movies, through, um, you know, I mean, I, I was not addicted to porn, but when I was walking through my yard, when I was about eight years old, I saw something underneath a tree, my neighbor's tree. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I go over there at and it was a porn magazine. And I'm like, what in the world is this? And I'm like looking through it just because I'm just like, what is this? You know? And thankfully, you know, that did not produce a problem in my life. But how many times has that happened in people's lives? Jason talked about last week. He was in what? Cub Scouts, Cub Scouts, let's make it Cub Scouts or whatever. And it was like was, given was, to him. I was camping with our families and friends. Okay, and and that kind of stuff, you know, boys going in their parents' room to get something, and you know, lo and behold, he finds his dad's stash, you know, or whatever it is, and and now in the world, they're going younger and younger and younger, you know, where it's being they want to bring it to the schools for preschoolers. And it's just a way that Satan is just trying to come in and he doesn't want anyone to know the love of the father. He wants to distort love and distort sex to make it something that it's not. God said, like Nick said, it is good. God made it for husbands and wives for not just procreation, but, you know, for fulfillment in their life and to get to know someone like you have never known that anyone else that you've ever known. And also I was looking up and I was remembering um, that it is also a blood covenant. God talks about in the Bible about blood covenants. One is with Abraham um, about circumcision. The other one is... Oh, gosh, I can't think of all now. No. But anyway, uh, I have it all written down, but that doesn't help you. But it's a blood covenant. And actually, um, when a um, bride and a groom would get married, one of the, pri I would say prize, but one a gift that was given to the bride was white linen. And the white linen was to go underneath on the bed when they had sex, and it was while the wedding party was still going on, so they went off. They were required to have sex, and there's a part of a woman that when they have sex, they bleed, and that was proof that they were a virgin, and that ugh, father and mother, it was their duty to keep their daughter pure to prove on the wedding night that she was a virgin that way, and it's a blood covenant because in the blood, in blood there's life. Do you want to say something? Uh, no, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm trying to remember. Uh, what's your name again? My name's Cassie. Cassie, yeah. So came to my mind with your ex-boyfriend. Um, <clears throat> so we sin by thought, word, and deed. And so even if he was remaining f physically pure from another person, if he was watching pornography, he's actually mentally having sex with all these other people. And, and so that's, that's the big thing with 
pornography and masturbation is it's not just like so so sex sex is a very physical visual emotional experience and when we behold an image that image like our our bodies are they store that image our cells actually have memory we store those images so even after we've seen whatever we saw it could be weeks or years later Mm -hmm. and we can still recall what we saw one time sexually so um even though he's not maybe wasn't maybe physically engaging with these women like he was in some sense and and that does open him up to it's sex is a spiritual thing too it it can open him up spiritually to a lot of different stuff and it, it seems like that could have been what happened um yeah uh and then so i wanted to say too like i didn't grow up completely in church like I actually got saved when I was nine but then I don't even know what happened in in the church we were going to but we stopped going and I just got swept away with the world and started just partying and doing a lot of different stuff you guys can all imagine sex was a lot of that and um once I gave my life to Jesus got delivered from drug addiction sex addiction I actually had a similar uh masturbation deliverance like rob was saying um and where jesus just pulled me right out of it and it was it was the grace of god because i couldn't do it myself um but one of the things that i i that jesus did for me that i want to release to you guys is i think i was either listening to a teaching or we were at a conference somewhere and the person who was speaking actually prayed for everybody that if you needed your memory cells rewritten, that Holy Spirit wanted to do that for people. And so, so I was like, yes, Lord, I want, I want to be pure. Like I know I messed up. I know I wasn't pure for my husband. I think this was pre-marriage. It's kind of just doesn't, I don't remember the timeline, but, but I wanted to be so pure in marriage. I wanted my marriage bed to be so pure physically, mentally, emotionally, in my in my cells. Like, I wanted to be pure. Jesus says, all things are made new. I wanted that. And so um, I was receiving that. And I'm telling you, like, Jesus rewrote my memory cells over and over and over. Like, I, I, like, I don't want to try to recall stuff. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, let me just think about, can I remember? Like I put down every high thing that tries to exalt itself against knowledge of God. But like, I don't remember stuff. Like there's literally like, even when it comes to music and music is important because music causes you to look back. Music causes you to, to go places that God does not intend for you to go. Um, with the right music, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but Nick will say, do you remember this, this band or this, this song? And I'm like, I know I, I know I used to listen to that, but I can't recall one word to that song. Like, I mean, this has happened over and over and over again. And, and for, for Nick too, like Jesus wants to rewrite your memory cells. So even now, if you want to receive that, just, just close your eyes and, um, get in the receiving position yeah, let's receive this. I and uh, yeah Jesus we just asked 
Holy Spirit come and hover over every single person here and whatever it is that we need rewritten in our memory cells, that you would rewrite our memory cells, that we break up with with images or songs or lyrics or uh, past relationships or or even abusive things, mentally, mental, emotional abuse, whatever it is, God, whatever you know it is that we need rewritten in our memory cells, that you would rewrite our memory cells, Lord that we be pure and holy and beautiful before you and for all the things that you have for our future. In Jesus' name, amen. That's so good, so good. man. I love Fred <laughs> and the babies. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up for this evening. I know we did not answer one question. Why should we wait for marriage? What I'm going to do is... I'm gonna write a quick blog and we'll, we'll share it on our Facebook page just because I really wanna end on that. That's so good. So if you are struggling with whether it's a relationship, pornography, reach out to us on our social medias, whatever capacity that looks like. We're here, we love you, but check out this week. I'll write a quick blog um, and we'll throw it on our page on why do I have to wait for marriage? So we love you, God loves you, and we will see you next week for mental health.